home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. everybody welcome to a tuesday edition here the ken miller show it's trent Connor and myself with you for the next two hours every monday through friday we're here noon until two talking local sports with you and then jimmy b and tc complete the local programming lineup they're back with us uh four to six every single monday through friday as well uh during your drive home coming up on the show today uh, we're going to start things off with Zubin Mahente from ESPN. He'll be in here at about 1220. We'll do a lot of bull stuff. Well, with Zubin, though, we honestly um, go around the world of sports in the 15 minutes or so that we uh, spend with uh, with Zubin. Vinny Iyer from the Sporting News. He covers the National Football League. We'll go back to last night's game, which was uh, just brutal in a lot of ways. A, a entertaining football game, but... Um, Boy, some of the hits on the field, you wonder why uh, people are cringing when they watch this game. Uh, it's, it's so violent. It has been for a long time. But we're uh, trying to clean that up. And last night, I thought maybe football took a step backwards. That's the last thing I want to see. Uh, Vikings update. Tim Yotter will be here. We'll head north to the Twin Cities and get a quick update on the number one seed in the NFC. The Minnesota Vikings with Tim Yotter as they get set to go to take on Carolina this week as they spend yet another week in the NFC South. But we have to start, Trent, with the uh, uh, dissection of the uh, two games that we saw last night. I think we should start with the good before we get into the bad. Okay. The team that uh, you root for is clearly falling into the bad category. The first 20 minutes of the Iowa State game weren't uh, the shiniest <laughs> 20 minutes we're going to see all year. Uh, but the second half was a, a much, much different Iowa State basketball team. A team that, honestly, I, I, can, I can see where people are going to gravitate to this team as far as, you know, you want to latch on to a team that's, that's taking baby steps in the right direction. I think that's what we're going to see with Steve Brome's team uh, throughout, the, uh, throughout the season and into the Big Ten play. Because we saw some steps last night, quite frankly, Trent, and did so with, um, with freshmen. One redshirt, mm-hmm. one true freshman. Uh, a five-star recruit in Wigington, who by far his best game, I was going to say in the Cardinal and Gold, but that wasn't the case last night. I have no idea what they wore last night. I have no idea who signed off on that last night. They should be fired. I mean, if your school's colors are Cardinal and Gold, don't you have to have at least a sliver of that in what you're wearing? All right, old man Miller. Jeez. Well, that would be like the Hawkeye showing up in powder blue for crying out loud. The kids like the dark. They like the gray. They like the black. It's what is the rave. But do they really? Apparently. Apparently. Really? Because... If you if you pulled that team, and, and and maybe they did, and maybe I am old man Miller. I don't think I'm alone. I honestly don't think I'm alone. Well, within the fan base, you're not. And well, I'm you, not in the fan base, so don't put me right. in the no, fan no, base. No, 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 no. I mean, but those people are saying the same things. And I saw the same things. Your card, cardinal and gold are the colors. Where's the uniforms? But it's the reality. The kids like the different color jerseys, the retro jerseys, the throwbacks, all, all kinds of things. That's I mean, not a throwback, Trent. That's just yuck. I mean, if, if Tyler Cook goes to McCaffrey today and says... You know, Coach, this team's really struggling. Maybe if we if we changed up the unis. I know black and gold have been your colors forever, but let's do a powder blue. Let, let's try and work in some... Prostate some, cancer research. Whatever. <laughs> it's just... 
anyway, I, look, I'm, I don't want to, we're, we're clouding the issue. The yeah. issue is, Iowa State look really good, regardless of what they wear and how putrid they looked on the floor wearing said colors. <laughs> the last 20 minutes, Cameron Lard, Lindell Wigington, Donovan Jackson, you knew was going to be a, you know, was going to fall on his shoulders, yeah. right, this year. Wheeler Bab is 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 emerging. I don't get Jeff Beverly in the starting lineup. I don't. I'm not a practice every day. Um, Hounds Brace is not going to give you a ton of minutes, but when he does, he's going to be active as long as he can stay healthy. But the last 20 minutes were encouraging for Iowa State. I know they didn't beat anybody that uh, really of any ilk, but still. Yes, and, and you mentioned Wigington, and, and this was the guy that you're hoping you get when you get a top 35 player nationally. He right. is. He's and special. a fine Canadian lad, yes, I might remind you. Yes, absolutely. You know, he had the corner three. Just He has so many things that he can do and his yeah. way that he can get into the lane. He can adjust in the air. He's got the athleticism. He's he got can the create shot. his own shot, Trent. And I wasn't sure that anybody on this roster, when we right. first started watching yep. him, right? Yep. And it was tough to watch him. T- easier than watching Iowa. Right. right. <laughs> um, just because there weren't opportunities there unless you have, you know. Old man Miller strikes again. Can't figure out how to get his laptop <laughs> on his big start. screen. Uh, but you know my point, right? Yes, yeah, absolutely. And this, it looks like a completely different team than what we saw at the beginning of the year. Yeah. I mean, the transformation. And I guess it's as simple as Weiler Babb taking over the point guard spot. Must be, right? And did you see, and it was part of the broadcast last night, did you see why he took over there or who suggested it? Monte Morris. Monte Morris. Monte Morris, yeah. Called his former coach and said, you know what? Why don't you try this? And good for A, Prome letting the story filter out there right, that, you right. know what? I'm making, I don't know what he's making. There's millions. plenty of coaches that would not now, tell that story. Coach, the coach Iowa doesn't listen to anybody. We'll get to that in a second because I'm with you oh. and I'm with John Miller. And I like Tom Kicker, but he's dead wrong yeah. on the Tyler Cook. And if you pick up two fouls, regardless of where it is, regardless of how badly we need you, you're going to sit. That's ridiculous. It is. And, and there are coaches that a suggestion is made and they go with it. It's not going to see the light of day, like you said there. Right. Steve Prohm's a good guy. Yeah, just, I think they got the right. I mean, I think Jimmy Pollard's really got a couple of, um, yeah. you know, he's done pretty well his last two. And they haven't yeah. all gone that way. No, as we, as no. we very well know. But these last two, it took him a while, but I think he got him right. Yeah, and that's and the Hoiberg of, thing was right. Don't get me wrong, right, Fred Hoiberg yeah. was absolutely right. And with all the questions that I had, I'm sure you had about this guy doesn't have any experience, proved to be right. Mm-hmm. I mean, proved to find a way that it was going to work out. But you know, prone to let that get out. And for I, I love the part of the story. I was just thinking that. You know, because mm. I'm sure coaches, I, we we do it here on the radio for two hours a day, but you go through during the summertime and these different ideas. The one that I had this summer is Nicholas Blair playing the two for Iowa. Yeah. Seemed crazy. Well, it actually happened against mm-hmm. Penn State. You know, different things that you talk about materialize. And this one, though, is completely different. I mean, you're, you're talking about a guy a season ago didn't show any of the skills to be a point guard, right? I, not that we saw. I mean, we you know what we saw. We, I keep going back to the quote at some time in October when they're when they're practicing, right? The, the the most NBA talent or the kid with the most NBA potential in the room is Nick Wheeler Babby. I think what really? What is he talking about? Right. And it, it, it seemed it seemed like a stretch. Now I think a part of it last year is he was maybe lost in the shuffle at times. He was acquiescing to those four seniors, which. Probably mm-hmm. should. Yeah, Those guys were the program. That's where the program had been built with those guys. So you can understand being second fiddle, but you just never saw the skills. You saw a guy that wasn't a great shooter, good athlete, could defend a little bit, but mm-hmm. a point guard? Yeah. And then, well, let's make him a point guard. And, <laughs> and look now, at the results. And now he's averaging, what, 13, 8, and 8? 
since that transformation. It's just, almost a double-double, Trent. It's, it's crazy. It's incredible yep. what, what he is doing and, and just how different this team looks because Lindell Wigington, this is what I warned during the summer, he wasn't a point guard in high school. Right. He wasn't a point guard. Right. Every, well, we got our point We got our guy that's just going to take over for Monte. Might, but you got to remember this guy was an off guard. He was mm-hmm. playing the two, mm-hmm. and it's different. And, and learning on the job is difficult in the Big 12. But they found a guy that can do that. Now Wigan can, to, can play Mount more to his strengths. And Jackson can play to more to his strengths. He's a shooter. Mm-hmm. Yes. Jackson's a shooter. Yes, he is. He can play point guard in a pinch. But more than anything, you want him as a off guard. You know, having the, him play the two or a three-guard lineup with him. And you now have all these guys playing to their strengths. And suddenly, you've got a pretty competent team. And if Cameron Laird plays the way he does last I night. I thought it was really good. Well, not only is he going to be a starter, yeah. he's going to be playing 20, 30 minutes a no, game. No, there's no doubt. You can he see this so progression good. in his game, too. I, I'm with you, Trent. I'm totally with you. Uh, the kid on uh, Northern Illinois, for, for a second, um, German's fun to watch, isn't <laughs> yes. he? Boy, he's a good player. Just a little guy just out there. Just a little guy making fired. plays. Yeah. Just, just going up there, shoot or shoot. And yep. he was shooting. Oh, fun to watch last night. All right, like, conversely, the, the early game of the night, and again, I didn't watch much of the first half of Iowa State. I was back and forth in commercials because I was locked. Look, to the, to the Hawks' credit, they came out in the second half and they had a pulse. Mm-hmm. Uh, they cut the uh, um, look. McCaffrey went to his bench, and he needed to go to his bench. The first half was trend, and, and in particular, you you could sum up the first half by the end of the first half when they're you know trying to get the last shot. They don't. They, they, they get an, yet another turnover. And a missed layup turns into a putback layup with absolutely no hustle involved down the floor. It, it should not have happened. Um, and now, all of a sudden, you're staring down the barrel of 0-2 in the Big Ten to start off with. And we're not talking about Michigan State and Minnesota mm-hmm. here. You're talking about an Indiana team who is in rebuild and a Penn State team who is, you know, perennially since they moved to this conference at the bottom of the of the Big Ten hoops. Why? Now they're getting better, admittedly, but come on. I had them at 7-2, and 2-0 in the Big Ten right now. Lost to Cincinnati, lost to Virginia Tech. Win your first two Big Ten on the right track and mm-hmm. going forward. Oh, on your way to an NCAA tournament bid. I, I thought this team, at the very least, at the very least, baseline, was an NCAA tournament team. And I can't remember being so off on a team. I am. Everybody is. They are completely out of sorts. You know, Fran likes to say sideways. You t- well, talking about guys and when they're just mm-hmm. a little bit off. This whole team is sideways. Yep. Uh, from Bohannon getting benched, not starting the second half, to... You know, finally, Brady Ellingson, he didn't score in five straight Brady games. Brady Ellingson had a, yeah, he was really good. To, I mean, that, there was a couple of guys that were part of that, right? But the first part of the second half, Ellingson was absolutely massive. Macy Daly. He yeah, had there's a, another one. Had a couple of good looks. One that I don't know how it didn't go down. I mean, it, it was more than halfway down. It was right. three quarters of the way down and rolled out. But he's shooting with confidence. But he came right back after that. Remember he did. that? He's shooting with confidence. He's getting the ball. He has length. He has some defensive ability. And uh-huh. if Isaiah Moss is going to pull the same things that he did a year ago, where some games he just doesn't show up, you have to have Macy Daly. Mm-hmm. You have to have him be a part of this team and part of the rotation. And he continue on with this team. There are pieces, but they're just lost right now. And I don't know if you can pull them out. I, I, I think Fran, this might be the most trying season that he's had in Iowa City. You go back to the beginning. They weren't very good in his first year, but you know they upset Purdue at the end of the year. There were some bright spots along the way, and you could see what he was building. Had the NCAA tournament teams with Gasell and Woodbury and that group in Utah, but now this is different. Last year he missed the tournament, barely missed the tournament, just out. But this is a team with expectations, 
and the fan and base. And his own. If, did you see the quote that they put up on the broadcast last night for the Big Ten Network? McCaffrey talking about how much he loves this team. Mm-hmm. And go, admittedly, I say that every year. And then I mean, I'm paraphrasing. Was it all? But this is right out of his own mouth. He yep. thought like, and maybe he's the Pied Piper in all of this. But he led us all to believe. Mm-hmm. And we could see with our own eyes, this was going to be a special season in yeah. the Carver Hawkeye. And, right? and building for next year, and maybe next year was the year they can finally contend for a regular season crown, something that hasn't happened since 79. That appeared to be the ascension of this group. Mm-hmm. Last year, NIT team had a couple upsets, good run, just short. You make the tournament this year, and then next season, when those starting with freshmen now are juniors and the freshman class this year sophomores, that's when you make a build towards a Big Ten crown. Well, now you're mm. looking at what's gone wrong. Is it is it just roster construction that this team is I, I built poorly? I believe it is, Trent. I honestly do. I mean, there's talent on this team, yes. but and if it is, if we are right and it is roster construction, there's no fixing that in during no. the season. Nope. None. There's no trades. No, you no can't free do agents that. Not at all. You can't pray guys in. Yep. No D League that you can go to. Mm-hmm. This is who they are. They'll get Connor McCaffrey back maybe next week. Even with that, how long is it going to take him? Not only is he a guy coming off of mono, which can knock you on your butt for He's a long time. He's a guy time. coming out of high school. Exactly. And a guy coming out of, that hasn't played at this level. And you're going to be thrust in. Uh, maybe you'll have a non-conference game or two. But then after that, it's it's Colorado and then it's Big Ten play. Mm. Good luck. Good luck is Good right. Good luck. Because he's an important piece. They need a backup point guard. As good as Brady Ellingson was last night, offensively shooting the basketball, he's not a point guard. He's not a point guard in the Big Ten, but he has to play that position because they don't have anybody else. They need Connor McCaffrey <sighs> to give them 8 to 12 minutes a game. That might be asking too much for a guy that's gone through mono. You've heard of people that got mono. It I mean, takes a while, Trent. Yes. It's not like all of a sudden you come back and you're 100%. It's far from it. That, you lose your strength. You lose weight a lot of times. Yes, and he did. He was hospitalized for it. Remember, kid in high school, he, he was not in school for three weeks. I mean, think think of just the drain that it has to have physically. This is physically demanding that you're going through. Mm. And you're adjusting to college. And you're going through all these different things. And you're the coach's son, which has its own set of circumstances no that you question. throw with it. All these things all coupled together. It's looking like a difficult year in Iowa City. and uh, I didn't see it coming, Trent. I no. did not see it coming one bit. I thought that this Hawkeye team was going to lead us what I thought was kind of a doldrums winter, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you and I's better, yes, for sure than we thought. I was it's gonna you can latch your wagon to this build that we're seeing. We're seeing progress. We're they're not fun. seeing progress in Iowa City. No, there's progress at Drake over at Fourth Avenue. I they made think pr- there probably is. Yeah, yeah. you know they lost uh, to Nebraska, Omaha. That was a bad mm-hmm. loss, but still they beat Wake Forest. Mm-hmm. I, I I know Wake Forest is down, but still Drake beat Wake right. Forest. That's yeah. a big yes. deal. Yes. They have wins. They, they've won basketball games. That's a big deal. Didn't they Drake. win two games in that tournament? They, they did, lost the yeah. middle when they won their last game. Yeah, that... finished third place. It's pretty good. Drake yeah. doesn't finish third very often. Not no. many things no. in basketball, in men's basketball. I Usually say. finish fourth in this state. Yes. Uh, we'll take a timeout. Zuba Mahente will join us next. We'll get back to the basketball later. Uh, Vinny Iyer on the NFL. Did you watch much NFL last night? Oh, Boy, the Shazier thing was was scary. I flipped um, over when I saw on Twitter what was happening. Yeah, the Vontez Burfitt hit. I mean, I know a lot of people are not glad, but the that. karma things come out, and he is a dirty player. Ah, but boy, oh boy, when Juju Smith stood or Schuster stood yeah. over top of him, come on. I like the apology though. It seems yeah. sincere, heartfelt. No, I know. Heat I, of the I, moment. Mm-hmm. I get it. I bought it. I bought Did what you? he was selling. Yeah. No, I, I, I mean, it's it's a 
You hate to see it. That yes. that to yes. me the, the hit I could. It's the hit, right? But it was the taunt afterwards yes. that yep. uh, that I thought magnified it. We'll take a time out. Uh, Zuba Mahente is here. Vinny Iyer will be next. We're going to talk to the voice of the uh, uh, BC coming up. Boston College football broadcaster will be here. The Eagles. We'll take a tie. We'll take a look at them at about one twenty, and then uh, Tim Yotter, VikingUpdate dot com one forty. We're here until two, as we are every day. It's the Ken Miller Show. We're on seventeen hundred KBGG. Sunday night, Monday night, and Thursday night football from Westwood One, only on seventeen hundred KBGG. The Rookie is Central Iowa's leader in sports cards, collectibles, supplies, and memorabilia. The Rookie has a large selection of vintage and modern-day sports cards for brands such as Topps, Upper Deck, and Panini. Whether you're starting a new collection or building your own, The Rookie has all your needs from football, basketball, baseball, hockey, USC, and more. It's time to collect. Stop by The Rookie, 9992 Swanson Boulevard, right across from the Willis Auto Campus. And online at TheRookieSportsCards.com. Denise, Denise, when you're not near, my heart does decrease. No, that's not good. He went to Jared because he realized a necklace would probably say it a little better. It's the Jared Last Chance to Save event with amazing discounts store-wide, special pricing on hundreds of new pieces, and exclusive jewelry you'll only find at Jared. The Jared Last Chance to Save event, December 7th through 10th. Some exclusions apply. See Jared.com for details. Every time you light a cigarette, you're taking away five minutes of your life. What matters most, a cigarette or your family? This is Ashley with Central Iowa Vapors, and I'm not going to beg you, but what I am going to do is let you know Central Iowa Vapors is here to save you. Stop into Central Iowa Vapors and allow yourself the freedom again. I challenge you to come in to Central Iowa Vapors and make the switch today and throw the cigarettes away. The professionals at Central Iowa Vapors are ready when you are. Visit us online at iowaesigs.com for location details. And always remember, it's not smoke, it's vapor. 1908 Draft House is the Metro's favorite sports bar. Dedicated to fans of Chicago baseball, University of Iowa, Iowa State, college basketball, and football. 1908 Draft House serves yummy food in a great sports atmosphere with tons of TVs. With locations in Johnston, Waukee, and Des Moines. And now opening their fourth Metro location in West Des Moines at 50th and EP True. Perfect for lunch, happy hour, dinner, or just to watch the game. Meet your friends at a 1908 near you today. Cumulus Media Des Moines encourages you to shop local, buy local this holiday season. Our local businesses are the lifeblood of our communities and a major driving force for the local economy, contributing to the tax base, which in turn supports our schools and helps to keep our infrastructure updated. Money spent locally supports all of us here and is very important to maintaining our way of life. 1700 KBGG encourages you to shop local this holiday season. Shop local is brought to you by these fine local businesses, The Hall, Total Truck, and Mattress Discounter. Hey guys, Trent Condon here from 1700. You've been hearing me for a couple of months talk about New Leaf Wellness. I'm on a couple of programs helping me lose weight and it has worked outstanding for me. The two treatment programs that I'm on right now, the GAC and the MIC, helping me with my energy levels, weight loss, increasing muscle tone. It's worked wonderfully for me. New Leaf Wellness has a lot of different programs they can help with guys out there. Low testosterone, maybe you're battling migraines, looking to lose weight, or maybe you just hit a plateau in your workout system. New Leaf Wellness can help you like they've helped me. What I want you to do, give them a call today, 
1358. At 650-1358. Give them a call. Let's feel better together. New Year right around the corner. This New Leaf Wellness. 650-1358. The holidays are around the corner. A merry time filled with family traditions and festive celebrations. But it's a hard season for those who have recently lost a loved one. You can help. Manda the Panda needs donations for its Cheer Box program, which delivers a box of gifts to families experiencing their first holiday season after the death of a loved one. Visit amandathepanda.org or call 515-223-HUGS for a list of needed items and to learn more. That's amandathepanda.org. Since 1993, Wolf Construction has been Des Moines' choice for residential and commercial roofing. From complete re-roofing to small leaks, call Wolf Construction at 225-8866 for your roofing needs. Call 225-8866 to set up your roofing consultation or online at wolfconstruction.net. That's wolfconstruction.net for Wolf Construction. A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. wolfconstruction.net. Cap is back. Flag Guy here. We're proud to sponsor the foremost expert on all things Chicago, Dave Kaplan, weekly here on the Ken Miller Show. While Cap has the behind the scenes on your favorite Chicago sports team, we have the flags, Bears, Bulls, Blackhawks, Sox, Cubs. We've got them all. Northwestern, too. I guess they kind of count. Check out our Chicago flags and a whole lot more online at heartlandflags.com. And peep the retail store, too. 3719 Southwest 9th, Des Moines. Kate here with Food Dudes Delivery. Are you tired of the same old delivery options? Food Dudes Delivery can solve that problem for you. We deliver for restaurants that don't do delivery. Order through us at fooddudesdelivery.com. Place your order for lunch today, dinner tonight, or your office party tomorrow at fooddudesdelivery.com. Real sports talk for real sports fans. Back to Miller and Condon on 1700 KBGG. All right, welcome back. It's the Ken Miller Show, 1700 KBGG. Trent Conner and myself taking you up until uh, 2 o'clock. Let's get to our buddy Zubin Mahente, ESPN. He'll be a part of the Cyhawk. He's covered it numerous times back in his days over at WOI, ABC Channel 5. Uh, but now he'll, we'll see him on our TVs at halftime and maybe prior to. Let's find out. Zubin, good to talk to you. What are your Sports Center duties Thursday night? We'll see you on our TVs, correct? Yeah, Thursday night I'll be doing sports in a real, real late, 1 a.m. Eastern time uh, to wrap up the whole night. But before that, I'll be on the call, or not on the call, I should say, I'll be on the pregame, postgame, halftime for the Cyhawk. I think Lafonso Ellis, the nicest man that works at ESP, an unbelievable guy. If you ever had a chance to meet with him or run across his path, but if you ever do, uh, tremendous guy. So we'll be doing uh, halftime of the Cyhawk, and uh, I was actually getting a little intel from Trent last night. I kind of knew the Cyclones would take a little bit of a step back. I've watched a little bit of them, and uh, Trent gave me a little intel on the Hawks. So we'll have some fun and have some background in the series for sure. But uh, I think it'll be just fun to kind of get together and watch Iowa and Iowa State one more time. And uh, we'll see you at the half Thursday night. And for you night owls, I'll see you on Sports Center after the game. <laughs> at 1 o'clock. <laughs> That's a t- so you won't be seeing Ken. No, no. <laughs> what time will that shift in, Zubin? What, what, uh, when do you sign off? We're scheduled to go to three, but the thing that actually helps this time of year, of course, is we're really only dealing with the NBA, football, and um, maybe just, you know, Otani news, because it looks like he's going to sign somewhere in the West, mm-hmm. even if need happens. The tough part about the 1 a.m. shift, guys, the 1 a.m. Eastern shift, is when baseball is on, because, yay, it's extra innings. You never know when things are going to end. 
I've sat through one of those incredibly long, like, Angels, A's games where it's 4 o'clock in the morning. It's 4.10, 4.11, 4.12, 4.15. You're still there because that's the show that repeats all night long. So we have to make sure that that show has the latest information. So Thursday shouldn't be too bad because the games have a clock on Thursday. But when we get into sports that don't have clocks and just are uh, taking their sweet old time, that shift can be can be a little bit rough. But there's nothing like – I'm 39. There's nothing like – when I was a kid watching ESPN, it was all about scores and highlights to me. All it still is to me. Mm. And to be able to sit there and do the scores and highlights, um, it's one of my favorite shows. Zubin, what, take us through a typical work week. I know it always shifts kind of for you, but you know, is it 40 hours you're in the office? Is it a certain amount of airtime that you hit every week? For you and for a lot of the Sports Center anchors, what's a typical week look like? Well, I'll give you a fun one, because this week's a little bit different. So uh, every week is different, just like your show. Every week, the topics are different, the guests are different, the vibe is different, the callers are different, et cetera. For us, it's a little bit um, different, too. But I'll give you this week. So I'm off today. I'm just actually driving around town, listening to you guys, talking to you guys. But I'll go back to work tomorrow. So we'll get ready for the 1 a.m., so I'll come in about 6, 7 o'clock at night. Um, tomorrow's show is going to be done from Bristol, and then uh, one of our anchors will be in L.A., so it's a little bit logistics have to be worked out because usually you like to be sitting next to the person, the guy or the gal, and you're going back on the highlights, but it'll be a little bit different. Tomorrow we'll also get ready and figure out what we want to do for the Cyhawk. What should we do to set up the game? What should we talk about at the half? What are the major talking points? What does Lafonso really think uh, about a lot of things? Uh, he lives out in South Bend, so he's uh, following Midwest basketball as close as anybody. And so we'll think about tomorrow's game, uh, Thursday's game tomorrow. And we'll do the show on Thursday night. We'll do SportsCenter uh, late, and then we'll do the game before that. We'll see what other games develop that might get some attention to. And this is fun. Friday, I usually I do SportsCenter uh, solo Saturday morning, 9 to 12 by myself. So I spend Friday getting ready for that shift. But this particular Friday, I'm hosting on Christmas Day. So last night, my mission was to go to Amazon, buy the ugliest Christmas sweater <laughs> you could ever find. took about 15 or 20 minutes. There's plenty of candidates bought it, and we're going to do some fun stuff on Christmas with, like, holiday cards and being a little goofy, so we're going to spend Friday putting on the sweaters and doing some stuff, because as far as I can gather, nobody's going to want to come in on Christmas and actually do it, so we're probably going to have to do it a little bit beforehand, so some of it's fun, some of it's planning for the next day, and then the best part of sports, as you guys know, is let's just talk. Penn State defeated Iowa on the last play. Let's talk. You wake mm-hmm. up, I was defeated Penn, Ohio State by 31. We could never have planned that, no matter how much planning and effort we put in. Let's just talk. So there's a lot of setup and preparation like there always is. But at the end of the day, the best days are, can you believe that just happened? Greg Ciano, go. John Curry, go. Ole Miss, go. Chip Kelly, go. Those are the days that you live for. And I'm guessing in radio it's kind of the same. You get that topic that you can't wait to get to the KBGG studios to talk about. Those are the days that make it worth it. Yeah, college football from August until the end of it. Those are the days you can't wait to get to the studio. Hey, Zubin, I want to, you know, Sean McDonough, uh, last night's game was a, it was a violent, violent football game. There were some hits that clearly the NFL is trying to get out of the game, and, and, and rightfully so. I thought Sean McDonough last night was just phenomenal. I really did. And I, and I like this guy when, you know, you don't hear and see a play-by-play guy 
uh, who's usually or a lot of times, unfortunately, are really beholden to the, you know, the brand, whether it's the brand that they're working for. And I'm not saying McG- McDonough disparaged his the four letter network at all. I thought he was great. Uh, but you don't see guys all the time willing to come out and really speak their mind. I hear that from Sean McDonough, I think maybe more than I do from any other lead play-by-play voice in a big, big spot, and I applaud him for that, Zubin. I agree. I mean, I think when Costas was doing more games, obviously I know he's kind of moving into the twilight of one of the greatest careers of all time, but when Costas was calling games, I would put him in that group. Uh, some people actually were uh, a little uh, uh, upset at how strong he would be on things. Joe Buck from time to time will be strong, but I agree with you, and I think a lot of what McDonough's comes from, and it's funny, we're always going for... Younger people, younger audiences, this, that. But there's no way he could do what he does as well as he does if he didn't have the bedrock of experience behind him. I think oftentimes we're, we're looking for this audience or that audience, we're trying to do this, and you just have to say to yourself, here's a guy that's just literally seen it and done it all, calling the Red Sox on TV in his 20s. Now, he's got a very famous father, we know all that, but the Boston sports fan, especially the Boston Red Sox fan, is a very discerning intelligent fan and you're calling games in your 20s and you're talking to guys that have been watching the Red Sox for decades holding his own calling the World Series holding his own calling some of the great college football games of our time holding his own college basketball holding his own and this isn't the first time you may remember last year I wish I could tell you what game it was off the top of my head Ken he basically came out during a Monday night football game and said if you want to know why people aren't as interested in the league anymore. I remember that. Stop throwing these flags. Yep, I remember that. Stop throwing these flags and killing the pace of this great sport. And he was, whoa, whoa. He, you know, clearly, you know, that was something that you don't hear a lot of NFL play-by-play guys, as you said, be holding to the league, and I understand that. It's a business relationship. You wouldn't hear them say that. But I just think when you've done what he's done and you have the credibility that he has, in fact, your credibility is just burnished when you say obvious things that people are thinking but you just have the megaphone to actually have the bully pulpit to say them, I actually think that helps your credibility because he's saying things that are not just obvious. He's saying things that need to be stated, and he realizes that he has a little bit of a voice. It's never a personal thing. This isn't Joe Buck telling Randy Moss, stop you know, pantomiming, pulling your pants down in a game in Green Bay. That's like a taste thing. This is a clear, factual thing where he's like, listen, what is going on? The league is saying X, and they're doing Y. And I give him a lot of credit for it, Can I really do. I've worked with him once. I worked with him on the Battle Frog Fiesta Bowl, Notre Dame, Ohio State, January 1, 2016. My only brush with him, we got to work together. I did the post-game trophy ceremony with Coach Meyer and the Buckeyes, and I worked with him the night before. And I was just, I consider it one of the highlights of my career to say I actually hung out with Sean McDonough for three hours. And, uh, you know, he's a pro-pro. So uh, from the NFL variety, let's jump over to a little college in Zubin, you've uh, gone through, I'm sure, all the bowl games outside of the obvious, the playoff games. What other bowl games are you excited about as we uh, make our way into championship week and the, and the bowl festivities at ESPN? You know, it's tough. I mean, obviously, I, I think the Goodyear Cod Bowl Classic is going to be mm-hmm. an unbelievable game. I think there's just so much history in that game. I also believe the Fiesta Bowl will be great. Uh, but to be honest with you, really, I, I just feel like, I don't know about you guys, but most people believe, I think, that in this era, you know, one thing Kirk said the other day, which I thought was such a great point, and I, I, I didn't have a chance to talk to him on Sunday, but I talked to Reese about it afterwards, and I think it was such a great point. You know, he said that the guys on the set Sunday, when the announcement was made, as you guys know, 
left to right, Jesse Palmer, Reese Davis, Joey Galloway, Booger McFarland, Kirk Herbstreit. And Kirk basically said, look, you know, you remember when we played, what was the number one goal? The number one goal was to win the Big Ten, you know, him and Joey. What was the goal for Booger and Jesse at LSU in Florida? The number one goal was to win the SEC. And now we've gotten to a point, and I thought this was such a great point, now we've gotten to the point where somebody like Ohio State is a two-loss conference champion. The goal at the beginning of the year was always to win the Big Ten. And now they win the Big Ten. That is their goal. And because they didn't make the playoffs, it's seen as like a disappointing season. USC wins the Pac-12. The South had never won the Pac-12. USC is quote-unquote back for like the first time in 11 years. Yeah, they lost two games, but they won the Pac-12. They beat Stanford twice. They looked great. And people are like, yeah, you didn't make the playoffs. And I think that just goes back to your bowl question, which is, I think people are just now evaluating the entire bowl season. I'm not saying this is right or wrong, Trent. They're evaluating the entire bowl season on how the college football playoff goes. Yeah. If the college football playoff is exciting and the title game's exciting, that was bowl season. Can't wait. Spring ball. Can't wait. But if the playoff is like 31 nothing, Clemson over Ohio State, Alabama sort of like toying with Washington after being down, okay, only an amazing title game can salvage us. Thankfully, that's what we got last year. I don't think it's right. But I think people tend to look at bowl season and say, how did the playoff go? If the playoff, the semifinals, and the championship game on January 1 or 8 are awesome, then people will think the entire bowl season was awesome. It's just a corollary to Herb Street's point where all people care about now is getting into the playoffs. If you're awesome, you're in the playoffs. If you're not in the playoff, there's no way you can be awesome. And that's not the case. I mean, you can't tell the Auburn Tigers they didn't have a great season. You just can't tell. The USC Trojans, they didn't have a great season. You can't tell UCF that they're not in the playoffs. It wasn't a great season. You can't say that to FAU even. So I just think it was such a smart point that Kirk brought about. And I kind of look at both seasons the same way. Zoom, we have a minute left. Uh, your favorite coaching hire so far is which one? I think Chip's the easy answer, but I think it's going to be Scott Frost because I think the Big Ten West needs him. I don't think the Pac-12 needs Chip Kelly. Mm -hmm. Chip did everything and left the legacy at Oregon. I think that'll be the most impactful hire for sure. But the Big Ten West needs Scott Frost. Nebraska needs Scott Frost. The state, the fan base needed him. So while Chip will be a very sexy hire and we'll see him play at Oregon in his very first year, and it's going to be great to reinvigorate the Pac-12, what will it do for a dormant UCLA-USC rivalry, all that stuff. Chip's comfortable out there. But I think the biggest hire in terms of we need to get more equitable in our conference and bring a power back and bring a great story back to the forefront with a great personal story of a local kid, I think Frost is the best one just because of what it could do to uplift the entire league. If Nebraska becomes a thing again, then the Big Ten finally has a couple contenders in the West and that's never a bad thing. I couldn't agree with you more, Zubin. I think I thought Nebraska football got significantly better on Sunday. Great stuff, Zubin. We'll talk to you next week, and we'll watch you Thursday uh, during the Cyhawk. Thanks, pal. See you at the half. Take care. Yep, good to talk to you, Zubin. Mahente, ESPN. Uh, as we talk to Zubin, some breaking news. It's Olympic-related. I know it does move everybody's needle. Uh, but the Russians will be barred from the 2018. The Russian Federation will okay. be barred. They're going to allow the athletes to compete, but will not complete, compete under the Russian flag. Okay. I, okay. So yep. if they win a medal, what, you're standing on the podium. What are they going to play? Uh, your choice. I mean, you're a you biggie know, like, fan like I myself. Could play the Rolling Stones. You, you play some stones. Tumbling yeah. dice. Right.
You gotta play the anthem, man. I guess not. It just that kind of seems half-assed, right? To me. I yeah. Mean, oh, you, yeah. You, you either go all the way or don't do it at all. So you're not. The Russian Federation is barred, but the athletes can still participate. The Russian Federation that that went out of their way to help the athletes cheat. It's the Olympics. It's not a big needle mover. I get it. We will have wall-to-wall coverage from Westwood One of the 2018 Olympic Games. And normally, I would be crawling out of my skin in anticipation. I really and truly would. But th- this one this, knocked it off for no, you. It, no, no, not, not not this particular thing. But I mean, my favorite oh. team in the world. Yeah, gets put together every four years. Right. right? There's no there's no NHL players in in hockey. It's it's why bother? I watch bobsledding. I mean, I'll still watch. I, if I had to choose, I'm a Winter Olympics over Summer Olympics. Really? Yes. Wow. Well, it makes sense. It, we forget, yeah. Don't yeah. forget yeah. where I grew yeah. up, right? Uh, we got to take the time. I'll get Vinny Iyer in here uh, from the Sporting News. We'll talk NFL with Vinny. Look forward to doing so. Uh, the voice of Boston College football will be here at 120. We've got a primer on BC Iowa and the pinstripe. I see Ference and Company, the dignitaries, are taking part to that in New York today. Uh, media opportunity there. We'll take time out. Vinny Iyer's next. Ken Miller Show. Trent Conn and myself, noon to 2, Monday through Friday on 1700 KBGG. First Light with Evan Henning, every weekday from 8 to 9 a.m. on The Big Talker, 1700 KBGG. Are you in the mood for real, classic, homemade Italian food? Well, I have the spot for you. It's Villaggio. Two locations. The newest location in Urbandale, 2675 100 Street. The original in Norwalk. Classic dishes like cavatelli, spaghetti, lasagna, and vodka rigatoni. Top-notch pizza and awesome sandwiches. A great happy hour and Italian done right. Villaggio. Greater Des Moines Habitat for Humanity's new Restore is now open in Urbandale. Donations of home improvement items to Restore are sold to the public to support Habitat's mission of building homes, communities, and hope. So donate, shop, and volunteer at your nearest Restore on East Euclid or in Urbandale. Enjoy a spicy kick of south-of-the-border flavor with the authentic Mexican food at El Fogon in West Des Moines. Their family-owned and operated restaurant serves authentic Mexican food like tacos, enchiladas, fajitas, and much more. All El Fogon items, including their delicious tortillas, are made fresh daily using the best ingredients and produce. You can come in for a delicious meal at lunch, dinner, or just stop in for a drink at El Fogon's spectacular bar serving top-shelf margaritas, domestic and Mexican beer, mixed drinks, wines, and other refreshing beverages. Enjoy a dining experience that gives you the true flavors of Mexican cuisine and culture. El Fogon, just south of I-235 and 8th Street exit, where a new tortilla is born every day. El Fugon is this week's sweet deal. Get $50 worth of El Fugon gift certificates for only $25. There's a limited number, and they're sure to go fast, so get yours Friday morning at 9 at 1700kbgg.com. El Fugon, just south of I-235 and 8th Street exit, where a new tortilla is born every day. Denise, Denise, when you're not near, my heart does decrease. No. That's not good. He went to Jared because he realized a necklace would probably say it a little better. It's the Jared Last Chance to Save event with amazing discounts store-wide, special pricing on hundreds of new pieces, and exclusive jewelry you'll only find at Jared. The Jared Last Chance to Save event, December 7th through 10th. Some exclusions apply. See Jared.com for details. 
Black and Cardinal Divide is the first website dedicated to the Cyhawk rivalry. We cover both the Hawkeyes and the Cyclones. This is Cody, and I cover Iowa State. And I'm Derek, his younger brother, who covers the Hawkeyes. We'd like to encourage you to jump over to bcdivide.com. Tune in Wednesdays and Thursday nights as we will talk all things Cyclones and Hawkeyes. Jump over to bcdivide.com. Join us for daily banter and our social media pages at bcdivide. As brothers and fans of different teams, we grew up with a heated Cyhawk rivalry within our own family. Join us at bcdivide.com to embrace the rivalry. Carrie Hands Food Pantry serves the residents of Southeast Polk School District as well as all of Bondurant and Pleasant Hill. If you live in this area or use the school system and find yourself in need of additional food at this time, come in Mondays or Wednesdays between 3 and 6 or on Tuesday, Thursday, or Friday between 11 and 1. You will need to bring in an ID for each member of your family and a piece of mail postmarked and delivered to you for each adult over 18 in order to register. There are no income requirements, no checking of employment, nor need to be signed up for any government or church charity program we are here to help if you need food we have it for you caring hands has been serving the southeast polk area for more than 20 years and is funded by charitable contributions from those of us in the community check out their website at caringhandsiowa.org at wolf construction we do many large construction projects across the midwest but we started as a roofing company and we're still a roofing company today at wolf construction we don't just show up with a dumpster and trailer in your driveway we arrive with a business card in hand ready to take care of your home whether it's a simple roof repair a complete re-roofing project or a new construction project wolf construction can handle the job call wolf construction at 515-225-8866 or visit us on the web at wolfconstruction.net we're a roofing machine You ever wonder what you look like with a full, natural head of hair? Well, find out. Mr. Executive lets you try before you buy. Get real hair again and a lease with options. Mr. Executive offers a 90-day lease for just $200. Not the end of 90 days. If you decide to keep your new hair, the initial investment goes toward the purchase price. Look, don't spend any more money on potions and lotions that don't work. Check the latest in hair replacement online at mrexecutive.com or call 274-4049. Mr. Executive, 70th and University in Windsor Heights. You found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. All right, welcome back. It's the Ken Miller Show, 1700 KBGG. As we continue on here coming up in the 1 o'clock hour, we'll talk some uh, BC football. Of course, they take on Iowa in the pinstripe. We'll talk to Tim Yotter, VikingUpdate.com. As the Vikings march all the way to the top of the NFC as far as seeding uh, at this point in the season. Let's get Vinny Iyer in here, Sporting News. He covers the NFL. He's very busy at SportingNews.com. Vinny, Trent, and Ken, thank you for coming on, Vinny. Uh, I want to start with the game last night. It was, and, and your headline uh, at sportingnews.com captures it, I thought, perfectly. Uh, Steelers Bengals turns into the NFL's biggest Monday nightmare. It, uh, it, what was lost, it was a really good football game. It was a good finish with the Steelers coming back. But, Vinny, everybody's going to remember that for the Brown hit in the end zone, obviously the Shazier and Vontez Burfitt with uh, with uh, Smith-Schuster and the taunting that that followed. Uh, the NFL doesn't want that. They're trying to clean that up. The image of the NFL took a hit last night, and they didn't need it, Vinny. Yeah, it was just uh, brutal. And I don't understand the biggest thing for me is how nothing has changed from – that playoff game a couple years ago where everything was out of control. These coaches, Kevin, reigned in this rivalry at all. 
I remember, I think I was at Bengals training camp last year, and I, I tried to ask a question about the Steelers rivalry and all that, and uh, Farmer Lewis kind of brushed it off a little bit, and they, I, it upset me a little bit because I think the meltdown from that game has made the Bengals kind of a free fall since then, if you look at it, and it's just been dirty, and Vontaze perfect. I know that play with Juju Smith used to was nasty, but you know that's been uh, lingering there since uh, you knocked out Antonio Brown in that game. So what's happening now, this is not what it should be. It shouldn't be a vendetta game. You want guys to play hard and fast and physical, but you don't want it to just be about taking out other guys and, and that constantly doing this. We've seen this uh, go back and forth between Mike Tomlin and Marvel Lewis's team for a long time, and, and the NFL should be blamed for raising the intensity of this and putting it in prime time. You know those emotions and the intensity and uh, the nastiness is only going to get higher in that situation. You know, uh, as you look at the Steelers team, there's been close calls. Uh, you know, Sunday Night Football the week before against the Packers. Seems like they play up to the level of competition. When we get to January, when we maybe have the inevitable AFC Championship game, Pittsburgh against New England, this team, are they built to beat what New England is building and what they've become here over the last couple months? I don't think anybody right now in the AFC is going to beat New England. I just don't see it. Jacksonville may be giving them the most trouble because of the defense. We know that in the past when the defense can swarm and Tom Brady has nowhere to go and that can get pressure on the inside, that that is going to concern them most. But when you look at the Steelers' defense now, it's not looking very good without Joe Hayden, probably here, unfortunately, without Ryan Shazier for a while. These are things that Tom Brady's going to exploit all over the field, and uh, they've never been able to cover Rob Gronkowski and uh, he's going to come back from suspension in time for that game. So I, I, I just don't see anybody really challenging the Patriots the way they're playing now. This is the team we expected early season. That's why they were the heavy favorite to repeat in the Super Bowl, and they're looking at every bit that team at, at, at this very time. Mm. Uh, the uh, New York Giants, one of the storied franchises in the NFL, uh, which up until this we thought was very well run at the top with the Mara family, etc., you know, the success that they have had. Uh, Vinny, I can't recall uh, a team bungling a, a situation regarding Eli Manning. Look, I, I, I get it. If, if you're, everybody's going to eventually father time catches up with everybody, right? Um, Jerry Reese has now lost his job. McAdoo has lost his job. Eli Manning had lost his job, but now he is reinstated this week. How much blame should fall on the Mara family? Uh, because I've, I would think that the buck eventually has to stop at their office. This was so poorly handled, Vinny. It's a joke, quite frankly. Yeah, I just think they kind of didn't know what to do when they moved off from Tom Coughlin. They probably did it too quickly. I know it was whatever the designation is, firing or semi-retiring or resigning, whatever. It was in between where it was not necessarily what Coughlin wanted to do. Obviously, he's still working there in a bigger role in um, Jacksonville, but you look at this, I think they kind of scrambled. They didn't really do a search there. They just went with the offensive coordinator. And uh, I think with every team, you have to look extensively when you're making coaching change. You just can't stay in-house and uh, just accept things to just go along the way they were. Completely different personalities, completely different way of relating with the players. And the Giants didn't really have a foresight there. They tried to also go for the quick fix with spending a lot of money defensively Jerry Reese last year. It worked temporarily, but you knew that was going to be tightly wound and things were going to 
uh, quickly unravel if one or two things were thrown off, and uh, that's what happened this season. Vinny, uh, Eli Manning, we know him. it looks like he's going to be back as a starter this week, but what's the future hold for him? Do you think he still has good football to be played, be it Denver, Jacksonville, all the quarterback-needy places? Do you think he's got another couple good years in him, or is this starting to get to the end of the road? Well, it's getting close. We know that. I mean, he's on the other side. I mean, when you look at the way Ben Roethlisberger plays and Phil Rivers plays from the same class, you're – you really uh, wonder what's going on in terms of uh, his level of play. And I don't think overall, I mean, we look at the two rings there, and uh, it matches Roethlisberger, Rivers doesn't have any, but if you were going to order those quarterbacks right now over their careers and what they've done, I think you'd put Roethlisberger and Rivers well ahead of Manning overall with the body of work they have. So I think you have to look at it. The decline has been there for a while. You've I can't even call it a decline because he's kind of been at this mediocre level pretty much for most of his career except for a couple of playoff runs there. So it's funny that uh, how much people are clamoring for him to get back when there are a whole bunch of other issues on this team that are dragging this team down. I think for his sake, I think he has to move on if he's going to try to maybe add to that legacy and maybe cement his, uh, his uh, Hall of Fame status because right now I don't think that's completely – a lock now, despite those two minutes. I couldn't uh, couldn't agree with you more, Vinny. I think it's going to be difficult for him to get in maybe one day. Hey, I want to ask you about a, a quarterback who will get into the Hall of Fame as soon as he's eligible, and as soon as he's eligible to come back, it seems as though Aaron Rodgers is going to. He's practicing now, I guess, against the scout team. The Packers have three out of the remaining four games. They do so on the road at Browns, at Panthers, come home to the Vikings before at Lions. If they finish 10-6, and six, as you pointed out in your piece, I believe it was yesterday, Vinny, uh, in all likelihood they could be there with the Seahawks. And, oh, by the way, the Seahawks and the Packers played in week one. That went Green Bay's way. Green Bay's not out of this thing is where I'm going, Vinny. They're very much alive, and it's setting up well for Aaron Rodgers to come back in those last three games. Yeah, there's two teams that I'm suddenly, and I, I think week 13's results, had a lot to do with this, and granted, they both played very good teams, but you look at the Panthers and Falcons, I think these two teams, potentially one or two, look like they're going to drop out. Seattle looks like it's going to surge forward here and uh, make the playoffs either as a wild card or the MC West winner, so all of a sudden, there might actually be two openings there. With the Packers, they did lose to the Falcons earlier, so uh, that's one concern, but they had to get the Panthers possibly right when Aaron Rodgers returns in Week 15. So this is a, this is going to be a tough one. They're only slight favorites here against the Browns. This game's a lot tougher there with Brett Hundley and kind of an equalizer between him and Deshaun Kaiser. But it's funny to say that against an 0-12 team. But this is a make-or-break for Hundley and the Packers season against the Browns. Then if you get past this one, everything could suddenly open up for you and line up with the, the other team's struggles here. Uh, when you look at the Falcons, Cowboys, and Panthers, uh, three teams in the mix there with the Lions. Uh, last thing for you, Vinny. Uh, Kansas City Chiefs uh, right in our backyard. Just, uh, I mean, the, the season started off with so much promise, yet it's completely turned the other way. Um, Alex Smith had a good game against the Jets statistically. What's wrong with this Chiefs team? What has gone wrong? Can you put your finger on it? Well, it's just not a complete team right now. There's always something that you're trying to fix here. 
the Chiefs tried to make a quick fix there with their offense. It did work to a degree because then Matt Nagy went in there and started making the play calls again, and the, the big plays to Tyreek Hill and uh, Travis Kelsey showed up again. But other than that, you can get the running game going, the offensive line woes. I think they're starting to catch up with them. Kareem Hunt maybe hitting a bit of a wall. They don't necessarily trust him. They have a heavy workload in, in terms of uh, game flow. If they get behind games, they're not going to feed him too much. It doesn't appear to be. So, and then on top of that, their defense has had a lot of issues. They just don't make a lot of plays. They've struggled with the number two and number three corners and safety play ever since Eric Berry went down. Really not getting much of a pass rush either. And we saw a lot of that stuff come to fruition against the Jets. So this team is messy. The good news is the Raiders and Chargers are right there with them. They get them directly here. Raiders at home at Arrowhead. The next three are at Arrowhead. So a good chance here to rebound. But the in terms of doing something big in the playoffs, you just don't feel very confident about the Chiefs anymore. Vinny Iyer, SportingNews.com. Great stuff, Vinny. We'll uh, catch up with you next week. Thank you, Vinny Iyer. Appreciate uh, our conversation, as always. All right, thank you. Thank you. Vinny Iyer uh, on the NFL. The uh, NFL has ruled and ruled very quickly regarding last night's game trends. Suspensions uh, for both uh, Aloka, the safety, who mm-hmm. clobbered Brown in the end zone after he caught the touchdown, and Smith-Schuster, both one-game suspension, so they'll miss... Uh, the Steelers uh, game coming up. And uh, Gronk got a one-game suspension Gronk that happened, too. I think, right after we uh, left the air yesterday afternoon. Right, for the, the hit in Buffalo. Yeah. Yep, so uh, suspensions being handed down, getting a little chippy, end of the season. More suspensions this year in the NFL for for game-related, yeah. not not off-the-field violations, but on-the-field violations. I can't recall this many, Trent. I mean, maybe there has been if they... I don't recall. Uh, no, not like this. It does seem like there it's are. more. I don't have the actual numbers in front of me. Right. But as you're chewing on your sandwich during our little break yes. here, I got something for you to chew on. Okay. Targeting penalties. We know in the collegiate game, yeah, you, you can be two. ejected. Right. It's a time for the NFL to go a similar route. So if you target, you're immediately kicked out of the game? With review. Right. needs to be reviewed. But if it comes back after going under the hat, mm-hmm. Hmm. number I like 29 is ejected. Rules. Yeah. Look, Schuster should have been kicked last yeah. night. Yep. Uh, we'll take a timeout. I'll chew on that while I chew on my sandwich. By the way, the Russian athletes, they'll be called OR, O-A-R, Olympic Athlete. They had that one other time. Uh, I was with Russia, but it was unified, I think. The unified team is what they were called, yes. Olympic athlete from Russia. And they play the Olympic theme for their anthem. That's what they do? Yes, I remember that part of it, yeah. Mm. Take your time out. We'll come back. One o'clock hours next. uh, B.C., not divide, uh, but the Boston College football conversation with the voice of uh, the Boston College football in about 20 minutes. Trent and I are here for another hour. It's the Ken Miller Show on 1700 KBGG. Your home and away voice for UNI football. 1700 KBGG. I met someone. You hear it a lot from people on Match because more people have met their someone on Match than any other dating app. 
Everyone wants to find that meaningful connection. And Match is not only number one in first, but second dates, too. Now here's a free offer for our listeners. Go to Match.com slash view for seven days free. That's seven days completely free to search, view photos, and connect. This free offer is found at Match.com slash view. That's Match.com slash view. Match.com slash view. I'm Jay Farner from Quicken Loans. The rate today on a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is 3.875%. APR, 4. 0.5%. But choosing the right mortgage lender means choosing more than just a rate. Does calling the company with 11 JD Power Awards for client service matter? Does calling the company that invented Rocket Mortgage, the industry's most innovative technology, matter? If working with America's number one online lender matters to you, call Quicken Loans today at 800 Quicken or go to RocketMortgage.com. Equal housing lender, NMLS number 3030. Hello? Anyone there? Hey! United Healthcare heading your way. Thank goodness. Lost in the giant Medicare maze? It's so complicated. No worries. United Healthcare has the people, tools, and plans to get you through it, including the only Medicare plans with the AARP name. I'm so glad you found me. Need to find a Medicare plan? Get help now at uhcmedicare.com. AARP Medicare plans from United Healthcare. United Healthcare pays royalty fees to AARP. AARP is not an insurer. This is Charles Osgood. For many businesses, hiring is tough. You want access to highly qualified candidates fast, and you don't want to sign a long-term contract or pay upfront fees. That's why you need Indeed.com, delivering six times more hires than any other job site, according to independent research. Indeed is offering new users a $50 credit to make their first job listing a sponsored job with premium visibility. Go to Indeed.com slash credit. That's Indeed.com slash credit. Terms, conditions, and quality standards apply. Walk to prevent suicide. Join the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention and participate in an out-of-the-darkness community walk. Register for a walk near you at outofthedarkness.org. Suicide takes an enormous toll on families, friends, co-workers, and entire communities. Walk to raise awareness. Walk to raise funds for research, education, advocacy, and programs to support people impacted by suicide. Walk to save lives. Go to outofthedarkness.org today. Guys, are you ready to begin your journey to live life better? Are you feeling tired and worn down or looking to improve performance and drive in the bedroom? Looking to burn fat and gain muscle? Then it's time to contact New Leaf Wellness. New Leaf Wellness offers a free, no-obligation consultation. Dr. Robert Seaman and the New Leaf staff will help craft a plan dedicated to you. From testosterone replacement therapy, advanced weight loss, to nutritional therapy, New Leaf Wellness strives to find the plan that will improve your quality of life. Dr. Robert Seaman and New Leaf Wellness. Give them a call today at 515-650-1358. Again, 515-650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness. One more time, 515-650-1358. It's time to live life better with New Leaf Wellness. Call 515-650-1358. That's 515-650-1358. 